Welcome to the Don Smith Show, where it's okay to be a conservative. And now here's your host, Don Smith. Hey, thank you, Brad Smith, for that great introduction. And thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in today for another Don Smith Show, where it's always okay to be a conservative. We've got a great lineup for you here on the program today. We've got Academy Award-winning actor John Voight, who'll be on to talk about politics. Almost also, Roman Kegerliski who is legally immigrated to the United States from the former Soviet Union and has a very interesting take on immigration as well as capitalism. And also our good friend Richard Barris from peoplespunditdaily.com will be here to talk about the latest presidential polling data. Always looking forward to that. So great to have those folks on. More importantly, great to have each and every one of you here for another Don Smith show where it's always okay to be a conservative. Uh, Folks, this is amazing, right? I mean, it's just one thing after another. And it has been that way for how many years now with the Clintons? Every single thing is a scandal. It's just really, really incredible to watch this all play out. But it's more incredible, I think, to watch the media and the role that the media plays in all of this. So, hey, we've got a lot of great interviews for you here on the program today. A lot of news to cover, but just a little bit of time. You know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Well, great to have you here all on this Saturday. You know, just, again, look at everything that's going on right now. It's always this way with the Clintons. It's non-stop scandal. But the bigger thing is it's never their fault. Nothing that they've ever done is actually their fault. Just, uh, what do you even say? I mean, just the, the information that comes out. Here's the thing. Because former President Bill Clinton comes out, right? We all heard this here a couple of weeks ago. We played it on the show. Talks about, oh, it's all bull. Talks about the little C doesn't really stand for classification or confidential, which is what it actually stands for. And the media does everything they can to cover for him. I saw Juan Williams on the five last night. And he said, this is just a big, fat zero burger. Everything always is. And then when the blue dress comes out, whoops, well, then it's just the media and the vast right-wing conspiracy. In fact, I heard Juan say that as well, that this was just another example of the ever-expanding, he said, vast right-wing conspiracy. Because, folks, it's always your fault when the Clintons do something wrong, which they seem to do like... Every single day. How about the fact that she comes out and says, well, this is, it was a little convenience, right? This is just so, so I could use one device. We already know she used multiple devices, 13 different cell phones. Think about that. 13 different cell phones over a four-year period. Now, okay, I've gone through a couple phones here and there. But something's a little bizarre there, don't you think? And she, this is the great thing. They were buying them from a retail store. The Secretary of State was buying these from a retail store. All the talk about Donald Trump and his relationship with Russia, and Russia's hacking everything. 
Geez, that might be pretty easy to hack if you're buying 13 phones in four years from a local retail store, and the same one, mind you. But the dishonesty, the level of dishonesty here is astonishing. Not that, not that it's, it, notice I didn't say surprising, because it's really not surprising, but astonishing? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You've heard all the, all the clips, right, over all the months, ever since they've been talking about the email. Here's a montage, just, just to remind you. Here is a back and forth. This is Hillary Clinton's statement, followed by what, the, now keep, I want you to keep this in mind. Because this campaign, Hillary Clinton herself, her husband, former President Bill Clinton, continue to say that the director of the FBI said they did nothing wrong and totally backs up everything they're saying now. But it's like not the case. You, you decide for yourself. Nothing was marked classified at the time I sent or received it. Our investigation found that there was classified information sent. There was nothing marked classified on my emails, either sent or received. There was classified material emailed. I thought it would be easier to carry just one device for my work and for my personal emails instead of two. She used multiple devices during the four years uh, of her term as Secretary of State. Now, isn't that something? Huh. Almost like she lied. But again, they never lie. Even when she told the story of her sniper fire in Bosnia, she just simply had a different memory. Because that happens to us all, doesn't it? We always think that we're under sniper fire, and then we go, oh, wait a minute, it's just a little girl handing me a bouquet of flowers. I mean, that happens to me every day, and I hate it when it happens, right? Because you're just, then you feel silly. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, little girl. Just incredible to watch all of this play out. On the national stage, the whole world is laughing, as they should, because this is truly bizarre. So let's get into, you're going to hear about this. <laughs> of course, we've been hearing about the emails forever. This is what the Clintons do. They pedal it along, they pedal it along, and they, then they get to a point where they say, we need to really stop talking about this. We've answered all the questions we're going to ask. Did you hear the clip with Tim Kaine, right, her, her VP candidate? Tim Kaine sits down with CBS. And what do you mean? She's always talking to the media. Whatever anybody associated with the Clintons tell you, it's the exact opposite. When she doesn't talk to the media, they tell you what she's always talking to the media. Supposedly, she's done over 300 interviews. She's used that figure. Now, Tim Kaine has used the figure as well. Um, that's funny. I don't think she has. Unless she's it, I don't know, is she talking to the Fruit Loop lady sitting in the bathtub full of milk? I, maybe. Yeah, that could be. We wouldn't hear those. But it's always the opposite of what they tell you. But here's the big difference. Because the, the media, they, they've, been a, they've been tolerant of this for all these years. They're all in. We, we all know that. So the liberal media is now actually starting to push back and say, you know what? This is a bunch of garbage. She, she doesn't even let the media fly on her plane with her. This is, folks, this is unheard of. This has never happened before. And now you've got Hillary and Tim Kaine and all these people running around talking about my favorite word, transparency. Because, right, that's extremely transparent. Actually, I think it is. I think it's transparent in, in this respect. It shows the disdain they have for their, these are their friends. If this is how they treat their friends, you know, you know the saying. These are their friends. These are the people that continually cover up things for the Clinton family. 
and they've got a lot to cover up. She keeps them pretty busy. And so didn't Bill, for that matter. So, finally, the liberal media is saying, you know what, enough is enough. This isn't right. If you didn't hear it, listen to this exchange, but listen to the reaction of the media. Now, normally, Tim Kaine would be allowed to say anything he wants. He would get away with saying anything he wanted to say. Now, not so much. Listen to this. When will we see Hillary open up the floor and take questions from reporters at any event? Well, you, you see Hillary take questions from reporters every day. She, she does, she talks to the press everywhere she goes. She did a press conference really? when she was at the uh, a recent, she did a press conference when she was at the recent meeting of the um, African American and an Hispanic newspaper publisher. That was the first but time in a long time, time. Senator. She doesn't do it that often. Just to set the record straight, it has been 272 days since she has had a formal news conference. Unlike any other presidential mm -hmm. nominee in history, she is not allowing journalists to accompany her on the plane, the campaign plane. This is something that has been standard since I've covered presidential campaigns. Why is that mm -hmm. the case? Do you believe in transparency? Do you think this will change? My, isn't that interesting? All of a sudden, it's a problem. Now it is. We all know it's a problem. It's been a problem for a long time. But here you've got her friends in the media again. This is how she treats her friends. You can't ride in the plane with me. I'm not going to give you any kind of access here. The few, the few interviews that she has done, she's called in for. So it's very interesting to watch the media actually react this way because it's not something that they normally do. Normally, it's just, oh, no, no. Normally, they would be out saying the same thing. Yeah, well, we talk to her all the time. But they don't. So this is, yeah, I, I'm very, very interested in watching how this plays out. How is she going to react? Will she start getting, be, being more? Now she's, actually, I take that back. There has been one development in this, and that is starting next week, she is going to let the media fly on the campaign plane, which should have been done all along. I can see where she wouldn't let Fox News or, you know, somebody like that on, but uh, kind of got to let your friends in the media on because pretty soon they're not going to put up with it, as you heard in that clip. So very interesting to see how this is going to roll out. And it's with the Clintons, it's always the slow roll, right? It's just drips and drabs, and it is constant. Who wants four years of this? Even liberals, do you really want four years of this? I mean, there's been scandals with Obama, but the Clintons are the king of the scandal. Always have been, and they always will be. Got to take a quick commercial break right back after this. Are you among the 64% of Americans who believe our country is going in the wrong direction? If yes, then eVoiceAmerica.com is the political take action site we've all been waiting for. And it's really free. eVoice America provides your personal list of elected reps every time you log on. This makes it so easy to email your opinions and e-votes on top issues directly to each of our DC elected representatives. eVoice then publishes our e-vote majority percentages on top issues to each member of Congress and the media. Now, for the first time in history, we can know what millions of American citizens are telling Congress. No more gridlock. Join the new American majority using eVoiceAmerica.com, putting Americans in control of Congress. Visit eVoiceAmerica.com today. It's free and easy to use. That's eVoiceAmerica.com. 
And here is our newly remodeled hotel business center. Lobby disk drive computer, dot matrix printer, and modem. Uh, modem? That's right. Dial up. Hello. Need a new way to work when you're on the road? Regis has over 1,100 professional business lounges. Access to meeting rooms with video conference studios. Private offices you can book by the hour or day. And a mobile app to find Regis locations. Regis is the new way to work. Call now and get two months free. Patriotic Warriors is an activist organization built to engage our community through information, training, outreach programs, and other resources. Our members work together to share knowledge and take coordinated action to make our elected officials hear our voice in unison. While others talk about preserving our constitutional republic, Patriotic Warriors takes action by utilizing cutting-edge technology and proven strategic initiatives necessary to restore the American dream and preserve it for future generations to come. If you're truly concerned about the future of the greatest nation in history, visit Patriotic Warriors today. No more waiting for someone else. The time is now. Go to PatrioticWarriors.com and make a difference. PatrioticWarriors.com. That's PatrioticWarriors.com. Wouldn't it be nice if there was an easier, less expensive option than a traditional lawyer? At LegalZoom, you get personalized services for your family and your business that's 100% guaranteed. So go to LegalZoom.com today for personalized, affordable legal protection. Been looking for an online gathering place? You know, a familiar screen does everything you're used to, except give you grief for being a conservative? You've got to try the Tea Party community. At TPC, you'll know how everything works from the very first minute, and you'll probably find a lot of friends who are already there. Organize, communicate, share ideas, upcoming events, pictures, and videos. The Tea Party community connects and empowers like-minded, politically conservative people. Like you, sign up today at teapartycommunity.com. Wouldn't it be nice if there was an easier, less expensive option than a traditional lawyer? At LegalZoom, you get personalized services for your family and your business that's 100% guaranteed. So go to LegalZoom.com today for personalized, affordable legal protection. This is Victoria Jackson. This is Paul Vallely, Major General, U.S. Army, uh, retired. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery. You're listening to The Don Smith Show, where it's okay to be a conservative. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great Saturday so far and a great start to your Labor Day weekend. Thanks for tuning in today for another show. Again, we've got Academy Award-winning actor John Voight on the program. Also, Robin, Roman Kagerliski, and also our good friend Richard Barris, who's the editor, senior editor of peoplespunditdaily.com. Go check them out. I always follow them for the latest polling advice. And Rich will be on here to talk more about that. Of course, we've got our Vets in the Fight segment. Everybody go to vetsinthefight.com. Find out more about this great event coming up. We're almost a month away here and uh, really looking for some support. So if you know anybody who might want to sponsor or anything like that to help us cover costs on this, that would be fantastic. I uh, would love to also see you there and great chance to hear from some great speakers. So that's BPAC 2 coming up, but it's Vets in the Fight 
Com. Check it out today. This is the whole week. Again, this was one more good week. This was one more great week for GOP nominee Donald Trump. Did a great job. You know, who else would have done this? We know Hillary didn't. She wouldn't go to Mexico. She wouldn't meet with their president. About three weeks ago, I think things were in a whole different place, especially when you looked at the polling and and what was going on just with the mood within the election and uh, the electorate and the American people as well. I think things were going pretty badly for Donald Trump. One of the things that I thought was really important, and I was disappointed in Donald Trump for this, this is a guy who talks about making great deals. He's got a book, and it's a great book too, The Art of the Deal. Show us the art of the deal. That's what I had been saying. So here it is. Folks, you want a good example of the art of the deal? It's Donald Trump heading down to Mexico and sitting down with the president. Obviously, big disagreements. If you know anything about the Mexican president, you know that uh, not a big fan of capitalism and really not a big fan of freedom as we are here in the United States. So completely different sides of the uh, political ideology, the spectrum. But he goes and meets with them anyway. This is the leadership. For seven and a half years, we've missed this kind of leadership. When Barack Obama goes down to meet with the president, which he did recently, the Mexican president, that was about global warming, and we've got to punish these evil businesses that are polluting the planet. It had nothing to do with making anything better for the United States. Look at the trade deficit we have with Mexico. Daily, on a daily basis, we have American businesses Closing their doors, moving to Mexico. The president doesn't address any of that. Donald Trump had no problem whatsoever addressing all those issues. That's the leadership we've been missing. So you got to understand, Barack Obama views America as, as the bully on the block. We're the bad guys. So he's never going to go try to make anything better for the American people because he thinks it's been too good for the American people for all these years. Remember when we had the high gas prices, and they came out and said, no, this is, this is actually good, because you, the American people, you have to feel some pain. If you're going to stop driving so much, if you're going to stop using so much fossil fuels, you have to feel pain. Now, these people that believe that, and they do, don't think for one minute that Barack Obama does not believe that. The problem always is this. It doesn't apply to them. Barack Obama's not on Obamacare. Never will be. Doesn't have to. He doesn't have to worry about the amount of fossil fuels that he uses. He doesn't have to worry about his carbon footprint. That's for us little people. We're the ones who are supposed to cut back on all those things. So this was really, to me, this was more about showing leadership. That's the important thing here. No Hillary. Did you see Hillary? You know what Hillary did? While Donald Trump was meeting with the president of Mexico, Hillary was sitting around sending out tweets to remind everybody of the evil, nasty things that Donald Trump has said. Now, what does Donald Trump say? He says we've got to build a wall. He says we've got to get rid of criminal, illegal aliens. And we've got to protect the American worker. These are the left. Always talking about income inequality, talking about 
We need more money. There's these fight for $15, all these kind of things going on, right? They want to raise the wages, which who doesn't? We all want to do that. The problem is you cannot be for all those things and yet allow illegal workers come in to the country at will and take these jobs because they'll do it for less money. I used to go, when I lived in Houston, I used to drive by every morning, big Home Depot. That parking lot, before the Home Depot was open, that parking lot was filled with over 200, I don't know, 250 maybe, illegal aliens hopping into the back of pickup trucks. Now, they weren't going to pick oranges or apples or any kind of fruit, because that's what they always say, right? It's always, well, we've got to have somebody to pick the fruit. They were building houses. Now, I'm pretty sure that the American people, the American worker, is perfectly content with a job building houses. Pretty sure construction is an acceptable thing, because that's the other thing they always tell us to. Well, they're doing jobs that Americans won't do. No, Americans will build houses. They won't do it for $20 a day, but they'll build houses. They'll work construction. This is the big lie. This is what they tell us. You cannot be, again, for raising wages, raising the standard of living of the American people, but be pro-open borders. It doesn't work. It just The math doesn't work. I'm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Common Core has a solution for that. Maybe that's the whole reason for things like Common Core. But for us, the math just doesn't work. So I, I thought it was really great that he did that. But again, the narrative immediately was that Donald Trump was interfering. He was – think about this for a minute. The left was all up in arms. No, what they were really up in arms with was Hillary Clinton. Because Hillary sat around tweeting all day while Donald Trump actually got on a plane and flew there. That's what they're really upset about. But they've got to make it about Donald Trump. So he's, he shouldn't be doing this. He shouldn't be meeting with a, the head of a foreign nation. He shouldn't be doing these things. What was the first thing, and continues to be, that they said when he got back? It, they, they were mocking him because he didn't negotiate the wall. Who's going to pay for the wall? Let me just pose this thought to you. Just imagine for a second if Donald Trump had actually gone down there and negotiated who's going to pay for the wall. Could you even begin to imagine the outrage that would have come from Barack Obama, that would have come from Hillary Clinton, that would have come from every member of the liberal media? Because you know why? That's not his place. He's not the president. He wants to be the president. And at that point, I believe he will negotiate how that works out. But that was their criticism of him. They had to say it had to be evil. It had to be bad. Remember, last week we covered the uh, Donald Trump visiting Baton Rouge. Right? He goes down there, and that was the thing. He was interfering. Oh, people were going to die because Donald Trump was taking security away to, to secure him, to make him safe. This was going to be at the detriment of the people of Louisiana. Now, it actually didn't turn out that way, but that was the narrative, because the narrative is always more important than the reality. That's liberalism 101. But this is the thing with Donald Trump. Now they're going to make it that he's the meanest. Nobody has ever talked about these things. Nobody's ever talked about a wall. Oh, my God, he wants to build a wall. Nobody's ever talked about expelling illegals who committed crimes. 
It's about breaking up families. He wants to destroy families. But he is the meanest person, according to the left, ever when it comes to talking about immigration reform. But it's really weird. Because I remember somebody else who said really all the exact same things. And this was during a State of the Union address. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. Now, I want to point one thing out here. Well, I want to point several things out here. Slick Willie, you got to love the guy. How many times did the former president use the term illegal aliens? People, I have people say to me, you know, this political correctness thing, it's just overblown. It's really not that big a deal. Think about that. In the time since then till today, you're a bigot. You're anti-immigrant. If you use the term, for, you can't even say illegal. Right? It's undocumented worker. It's the, oh, the dog ate my homework. It's the, oh, I just don't have my papers. I'm really legal. I just don't have any papers. No, you have, no you're not legal. You're illegal. And they're, it's a term, illegal alien. Think of all the terms that were okay then that are no longer good. You can't use these words. You're a horrible person if you use these words. President Clinton had no problem using those words. In fact, if you know much about the time back then, there was a woman named Barbara Jordan who was one of the leading Democrats when it came to securing our borders, when it came to controlling our borders, protecting our American laborers. She was a hero to the left. At the end of that clip, did you hear the applause, both from the left and the right? But at some point, the liberals made a decision, and they said, you know what, it's more important to have the vote of this voting group than it is to protect the American worker. So you guys, we, I mean, we just have to suck it up, right? Suck it up, buttercup. Just deal with it. Yeah, so what? You lost your job. Big deal. It's a big deal to the American people. Look at the jobs report number from this week. Hardly dazzling. Look at the economic growth. Or... Let me rephrase that. Look at the lack of the economic growth. That's how you get out of recessions. That's how you put people back to work. This is why illegal immigration is such a huge issue today. Because there's so many people out of work. 
So many people have just given up. I, they don't even look anymore. But I can drive by. I could guarantee you I could go back to Houston. Monday morning, I could drive by that parking lot, and there will still be 250 illegal aliens jumping into the back of pickup trucks. Nobody seems to care about that. Nobody seems to care about the, the illegal process to which they come across our border. Stacked in trucks. You've got illegal aliens who die trying to get to America. Which should say something about, there's always this big debate about American exceptionalism. Why would anybody do that? Why would anybody risk their lives to come to such an oppressive, evil country? That's something that's always kind of fascinated me as well. But this, my friends, this week, we saw the art of the deal. Now, Donald Trump's continuing that today in Detroit. I want you to think about this just, just for a second. Can you even imagine? Because, okay, the left, they think that they, this is property to them. The Hispanic voting bloc is, is property. It belongs to them. The black vote, that's their property. They, it belongs to them. And now somebody is threatening that. Look at the outrage over Donald Trump saying schools are bad for black Americans. But are they not? Can, can you, are, are you telling me that there's no issues? When he talks about the unemployment rate, they, oh, that means he's a racist. He's not only talking about the unemployment rate in the black community, he's talking about how to fix it. And this offends the liberals. There's only one reason that it could possibly offend them. And that's because these people belong to them. You all know what LBG, LBJ said, right? 200 years. Donald Trump is threatening their property. But back after this. A-Game Consulting Services is an industry leader in the implementation of lean manufacturing techniques. If your business is suffering from declining profits during these difficult economic times, contact A-Game Consulting Services today. The staff at A-Game Consulting Services has been implementing lean manufacturing at businesses around the world for many years now. Whether you're a small business or a major corporation, lean manufacturing can have an immediate impact on your bottom line. Here's what former Speaker of the House and presidential candidate Newt Gingrich had to say about lean manufacturing. They should institute Lean Six Sigma across the entire federal government. A hard idea for Washington reporters to cover, but an important idea because it's the key to American manufacturing success. Although the principles of lean have been around for several years, no business does a better job of implementing this proven methodology than A-Game Consulting Services. Their staff of master black belts will create a detailed plan specific to your organization. Imagine having a workforce that functions in complete harmony, all working towards achieving well-defined company goals. Or how about being able to find and eliminate unnecessary waste that exist in every business? Regardless of your business model, A-Game Consulting Services has a program that will work for you. So if you're looking for a surefire way to improve your bottom line, contact A-Game Consulting Services today at 904-435-8414. That's 904-435-8414. Or email them for more information at info at visitacs.com. That's info at visitacs.com. 
As a proud sponsor of this program, just mention The Don Smith Show and you'll receive a free no-obligation consultation. Contact us today and you'll be on your way to developing your A-game. Been looking for an online gathering place? You know, a familiar screen does everything you're used to, except give you grief for being a conservative? You've got to try the Tea Party community. At TPC, you'll know how everything works from the very first minute, and you'll probably find a lot of friends who are already there. Organize, communicate, share ideas, upcoming events, pictures, and videos. The Tea Party community connects and empowers like-minded, politically conservative people. Like you, sign up today at TeaPartyCommunity.com. Are you among the 64% of Americans who believe our country is going in the wrong direction? If yes, then eVoiceAmerica.com is the political take action site we've all been waiting for. And it's really free. eVoice America provides your personal list of elected reps every time you log on. This makes it so easy to email your opinions and e-votes on top issues directly to each of our D.C. elected representatives. eVoice then publishes our e-vote majority percentages on top issues to each member of Congress and the media. Now, for the first time in history, we can know what millions of American citizens are telling Congress. No more gridlock. Join the new American majority using eVoiceAmerica.com, putting Americans in control of Congress. Visit eVoiceAmerica.com today. It's free and easy to use. That's eVoiceAmerica.com. Is it time to expand and open offices in Sao Paulo and London? A long-term lease will be like a short, tight noose. And furnishing those will be as much fun as a tax audit. You guys always give me such great negative feedback. Fear and doubt holding you back? Now there's a new way to work to minimize risk. With Regis, you get fully equipped offices without a long-term lease, a receptionist, conference rooms, and over 1,100 locations around the world. Regis is the new way to work. Call now and get two months free. Wouldn't it be nice if there was an easier, less expensive option than a traditional lawyer? At LegalZoom, you get personalized services for your family and your business that's 100% guaranteed. So go to LegalZoom.com today for personalized, affordable legal protection. Hi, this is former Congressman Lieutenant Colonel Retired Alan West. Hi, this is Ben Shapiro, New York Times bestselling author of Bullies and Editor-at-Large at Breitbart News. Hi, I'm Charlie Daniels, and I'm on the Don Smith Show, where it is okay. In fact, it's wonderful to be a conservative. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a great start to your Labor Day weekend. Hope you have a safe one and some good weather. We just had a hurricane pass through here, but not too bad for us. So uh, definitely could have been a lot worse. So we're doing fine and uh, looking forward to a nice weekend. You know, one of the greatest things uh, about what I get a chance to do here, uh, to talk to you all every week and just meet a lot of great people, is the number, I think as Americans, as people that are born here to this country and, and don't know anything else, I think sometimes we take it for granted, and I, I base this on the fact that I've met a lot of great immigrants, legal immigrants, people who went through the legal process. One thing I find is when it comes to business, when it comes to taking advantage of the opportunities of America, nobody does it better. 
than the immigrant who came from somewhere else, especially uh, places like the former Soviet Union, uh, from Vietnam. From, I mean, we've talked to a lot of great people on here who fall into these categories. And one of them is my good friend. His name is Robin, Roman Kagerliski, and he is the owner of a company called RenderX. Very successful businessman, uh, owns property, and, but a great guy who loves this country. Now, he came here from the former Soviet Union. So he has a special appreciation not only for America, for the American dream, but for the value of capitalism. So I thought it would be a great idea to sit down with Roman and get his take as somebody who legally immigrated to this country. What does he think about everything that's going on when we talk about uh, illegal immigration? And when we talk about we see this war against capitalism. What does this mean to somebody who's come from the former Soviet Union? So here's my sit down with Roman Kagerlitsky from earlier this week. Roman Kagerlitsky is the CEO of RenderX, a California-based software company. He's also an immigrant from the former Soviet Union. Roman, welcome to the Don Smith Show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, uh, let me ask you this, because as somebody who immigrated from the former Soviet Union, right now, here in America, there's a lot of confusion about Donald Trump's message on how to best deal with America's current illegal immigration problem. But first, I'd like to know, how do you feel about capitalism, having immigrated from a communist country? Well, I feel like this. A socialist or communist country has a good idea which doesn't work for humans because who we are. We are who we are, and we live in competition. And it's not, it may not be a good competition competing on the base of money, but it's much worth competing on something else, which is corruption and everything else which comes out of the fact that people do not have a exit for their uh, need for competition to find a better place. So the communism is a great, beautiful idea. The only problem with it is it doesn't work. Another problem is liberals want it to be explained and they bring all kinds of uh, questions and they think that answering those questions will somehow give a complete picture. As children learn this needs to be learned just being in the system and seeing how it works. It simply doesn't. It brings a lot of crime, a lot of corruption, uh, a lot of very bad things, which ideally should not be there, but they are. So the capitalism is the best system which I know today. And it's good to have some social uh, protections, but it's got to be something that doesn't kill the golden goose, which lays golden eggs. That's how I see it. Yeah, and those are all great points. Uh, let me ask you this, because a lot of discussion about illegal immigration into America and a uh, big conversation going on, and that will continue at least through the election cycle, probably beyond. 
as somebody who went through the system legally, who came here, became a citizen, what would you like to hear from the Donald Trump campaign in regards to uh, having a system that actually works? I'd like the system to be humane and lawful and based and structured in such a way as a business would be so that everybody would benefit including the people who immigrate today the immigration is in a lot of cases i'm talking only about illegal immigration obviously illegal immigration is illegal dangerous brings not only good people but a lot of bad people and out of good people it's bringing people who are willing to risk rather than people who are better qualified for the jobs which are available here. So it's got to be legal, meaningful, business-based. Let me ask you this, because one of the things that we hear over and over again is that somehow a legal immigration is actually helping our economy. Roman, there's a lot of people that would argue that. Where do you stand on that? Do you think it currently helps our economy, or is it a drag on the economy? It depends how you look at it and what you compare it with. So if you compare it with a case where... Illegal immigration fills a current need for low-skilled workers which cannot be filled legally, then that's an argument in favor of illegal immigration. But if one says that it is possible to create legal immigration and create a business environment in which better qualified people are needed, then illegal immigration is a drug, uh, drag on the uh, economy. So I believe just a high fence, just a big fence, as Trump would put it, and as media uh, tries to emphasize it, not going to solve the problem for many reasons. But a big fence with a correctly structured, beautiful door will. So we need to work on having the need for qualified people. We need to help specifically Mexico, to create environment in which there will be more qualified people educated and then bring the best people to United States and those who cannot make to United States and now are better educated with our help can stay in Mexico and help Mexico. So... The way the immigration is right now is a very bad thing. It's a drag on economy. It's a drag on people. It has very bad consequences. The system 
needs to be changed. And the one, and now we need to think, who can change it? The one who built things, the one who created things, or the one who did a beautiful communist socialism-like lip service and hasn't done anything to create real things. So that's my take. But here's what I'm hearing from you. We need a system where we're growing our economy and actually creating a demand for labor and for these kind of things. Talk a little bit more about that because I think that's a key part of this. Well, one of the examples uh, uh, is, well, for one thing, uh, maybe you'll ask it separately, but we already have a system where we have legal immigration, where companies do hire the best people they can find to fill out the job they need need to fill. And we actually have environment in high tech, which is a great environment that people uh, are uh, coming to the United States and we're envy of the world and the wealth is coming in and this wealth can feed uh, the creators. They give them a lot of money uh, and those people don't take it with them uh, to have heaven uh, after they die. Uh, they leave the wealth here in the United States, and part of it obviously goes to poor and for education and for everything. Okay, so it works in high tech. Now, we can do the same thing in the low tech. Uh, for example, a lot, a lot, uh, if not most, of immigrants, Spanics from Mexico, El Salvador, and alike, are working at the very low, unskilled jobs. If we created, as if we promoted, the government wouldn't do it. We need to create an environment where the jobs would be created. And you can think again, who can create, hire people uh, to create this system, who hired people to build who understands how to build. So we need to create a system where there is a need for better qualified jobs as they are now. And then we need to make sure that people are educated in their own countries and then compete for jobs here. And it benefits everyone. It promotes the liberals' idea about uh, soft uh, power, uh, soft influence, uh, connection between countries, goodwill. Uh, it benefits economy. It benefits everything. But you've got to create things. You cannot just take from rich and just throw it to the poor. Let me ask you this, because I think right now, here's one of the things, and you're talking about the business experience of Donald Trump. I mean, he's created things. He's created jobs. Uh, He understands the system from a business point of view. Roman, I think one of the problems we have right now when it comes to talking about immigration or actually finally doing something about it is it's become political versus business. And I think the business side of it is something that needs to be looked at uh, more closely. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I, I mean, we've got to grow this economy. That's the bottom line. It, we want to create jobs, and we want people coming into this country because they're looking for a better way of life, which is the American dream. That's what it's always been before. So let me ask you this. Do you think under Hillary Clinton we just keep going forward with this political view? It's going to be, okay, first of all, yes, absolutely. It has to be very little political. Yes, there will be a little political like in everything else, but mainly it's got to be business approach. I think Hillary is basically all the same. Nothing will, be cha- nothing will change. Roman Kagerliski is the CEO of RenderX. He's also an immigrant himself from the former Soviet Union. I love the approach of looking at this from a business perspective because we have to do it that way. Uh, We've got to grow this country and keep the American dream alive. Roman, thank you so much for your time. You are at most welcome. Thank you. It was a pleasure. This is a thing, again, those who have come from places where you don't have the freedom, you don't have the way to figure out how to have your own dreams. I think it's so much stronger what America means, I think, to, to people like this. I think of Quan Nguyen, my good friend from Vietnam, who have such a love for this country. But you look at illegal immigration, and the issue is the economic environment. We talked about that in the interview. When the economic environment is good, well, it's not such a big problem. right? It kind of gets shoved off, and everybody's got a job. And, but that's not the case today. And this is why illegal immigration is such an issue. I told you about the parking lot, drove by it every single morning. And every single morning, the same thing. My house was built by a team of completely made up of illegal aliens. Who did it a lot cheaper? Again, these are jobs that the American people, that's one of the big lies. These are jobs that the American people would gladly do. The millions that are out of work today would gladly go into the field of construction. So it's all about growth. It's all about having an economy that's growing. Let's create jobs and then bring people in legally when we need to do that. That's the other aspect of this, too. With the millions of people out of work today, maybe we should think America first. And that's another thing I think for Donald Trump, he's got to continue on with that message because I really believe that that resonates with the American people. America first. This isn't about not respecting immigrants. or We are a country of immigrants. We always have been. We always will be. It's the legal part that just, how is this so complicated? Because it really isn't. People like Roman get it. Again, if you've come from somewhere else, I think you have a special appreciation for it. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about because the environment. That's what makes issues important. Right now, national security is, is a priority to the American people. And that's because the international environment, if you will, isn't so good. That's why I've teamed up with the folks from Special Operations Speaks. I've been working with them for a while. Uh, an amazing group of guys who have given a lot for this country. And they're concerned about the future of this country. That's why we're having the VPAC conference. We've talked about this before. There's 6 million veterans that did not vote in 2012 in the general election. I think just like we talk about illegal immigration affecting the American worker, when we talk about national security, when we talk about the terrorism around the world, we talk about ISIS, we talk about all these things, 
The most impacted by that is our military. So there's a military environment as well. Now, we're, we're dealing with a lot of, I don't know, craziness in this election, things that I've never seen before. We've got, you look at all the liberal media talking about the alt-right, right? Because I guess we're all in like some new group that was just created, just came out of nowhere, and now there's an entire group called the alt-right. It's one thing. When liberals create labels, right, the, the Tea Party racist stuff, the, you know what I'm talking about, the teabaggers, all this stuff. It's one thing to have liberals create labels for us. And then it becomes a media narrative and everybody runs with it. It's a completely different thing. When that narrative, when that label was created by our fellow conservatives, the Glenn Becks, the Ben Shapiros, the Mark Levins, all these people, read the National Review online. Now, I don't anymore because it's frustrating. I might as well read Mother Jones or thinkprogress.org. Same stuff. So it's one thing when the liberal media does it. It's another thing when we do the work for them. This is why we lose elections. Nobody's good enough. Nobody will ever be good enough. Wait, you see the never Trump stuff. These people are never Trump. Hashtag never Trump. They're hashtag never anybody because nobody would ever be good enough. McCain wasn't good enough. Okay, eh, I agree with you. I still voted for him. Mitt Romney, he wasn't good enough. Yeah, I thought he was okay. I voted for him anyway. Donald Trump is just a catastrophe to these people, and they're not going to vote for him. And they tell you that you are going to own it. This is all on you. As if, my, as if a non-vote doesn't impact the election. So in, in this case, with the vets in the fight, there's 6 million veterans that stayed out of the process in 2012. Going forward with the things we're seeing around the world, no group, no environment is going to be more impacted than our military. So I, I think that it is so important, so vitally important, that at this stage in our history, in this, the most important election I've ever witnessed, it is so important to get these six million veterans in the fight. And not even just voting. Who better to be inside the polling stations to make sure this thing doesn't get stolen? I think I'm going to trust the veterans in there. So this is why we're doing our weekly Vets in the Fight segment. And again, this is why we're having VPAC 2 in October. Everybody check out VetsInTheFight.com. Again, this is so important. So without further ado, here's this week's Vets in the Fight. Good afternoon, Vets in the Fight. I'm David Miller, and this is your weekly Special Operations Speaks Vets in the Fight sit rep, hosted by the Don Smith Show. We are now just over two months away from what will be quite possibly the most important election in the history of our republic. As we stated last week, there was a seemingly endless stream of mostly useless information coming at us from all directions threatening to bury critical information we need to make sound decisions that will have lasting generational effects. Both SOS and the voters in Florida Congressional District 18 made sound decisions by electing vet in the fight Brian Mast in this past week's primary elections. SOS continues to endorse Brian in his final bid for election to the U.S. House on November 8th. 
all of us vets in the fight need now to be laser focused more than ever on what is really taking place in our beloved country. Relevant, time-sensitive issues like the placement of Middle East Muslims across several states, some 9,945 Syrian Muslims versus only 52 Christians in 2016. 52 Christians out of thousands who have been tortured, raped, slaughtered, and brutalized in every conceivable fashion by their Muslim neighbors. Nearly 10,000 Muslims who are ideologically constrained from assimilating and who, who will be beholden to the progressive power that brought them here. They will not be faithful to our Constitution. They can't be. They are obligated to obey Sharia, and that law is diametrically opposed to the U.S. Constitution. I'm curious as to whether they will be granted immediate citizenship, you know, so they can vote in November. Who do you think they'll vote for? Someone like a Donald Trump or a Ted Cruz? And I think you already know the answer to that question. You know, we put a Republican majority in both the House and the Senate. To what end? Continue to have an open border. Thousands stream across our southern border with almost no means of vetting their identities. There are criminals among them. Not all, but we have no way of knowing. The media actively hides the subsequent crimes committed by illegals. Law enforcement is overwhelmed and ICE agents forced to release thugs because they're in so-called sanctuary cities. Anchor babies bring in scores of relatives, many of whom will never assimilate into American culture. One of upcoming BPAC 2 speakers, Aaron Anderson, addresses the reality of life along our uncontrolled border. Once amnesty and citizenship are granted, Democrat community organizers will make sure the newly minted Americans get to the polls and vote, sometimes many times over. That leads us to voter fraud. The left continues their empty cries of racism and disenfranchisement of minorities over voter ID. How so? Doesn't our own government require government-issued picture ID? Consider welfare benefits, yes. Several states require some proof of identity to collect welfare benefits. Registration for buying guns. Again, yes, laws vary state by state and even by municipality on buying a firearm. And I've never purchased one without having to show a picture ID. To petition your government. It isn't just the Second Amendment that is subject to ID security. First Amendment freedoms sometimes require some form of identification. Try to get into a federal building without photo ID. Right of assembly, right to marry, boarding a plane and public accommodation or other instances where ID may be required. There are, of course, many more. And the point is to this, certainly not to exclude anyone that may legally vote, but to absolutely exclude those who have no right to vote in our elections at any level. And to stop multi-voting by individuals. In other words, Obey our country's laws. Huh, what a novel idea. I don't think it's too much to ask. And it's an uphill battle, as all these are, as Jay Delancey would tell you. And he'll be one of our featured speakers at BPAC 2, October 10th and 11th, 2016. Jay's organization, the Voter Integrity Project, is dedicated to ending voter fraud, not only in North Carolina, but across the nation. And he is tirelessly working to this end. Please join us in October to listen to Jay and our other top-tier speakers, such as Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, Mr. Roger Aronoff of Accuracy in Media, General Paul Vallely of Stand Up America, Lieutenant General Tom McInerney, 
famous Fox News commentator, and many, many more. Go to vetsinthefight.com to register and to sponsor this singular event. Sponsorships are vital to successful VPAC, so please be generous. Stay situationally aware and stand ever ready to defend. This is David Miller for Special Operations Speaks and Vets in the Fight. Dale Presso Lever. Patriotic Warriors is a grassroots organization built to engage our community. While others talk about preserving our constitutional republic, Patriotic Warriors is taking action to restore the American dream. If you're truly concerned about the future of this great nation, visit PatrioticWarriors.com today. The time is now. PatrioticWarriors.com. That's PatrioticWarriors.com. Newly remodeled hotel business center. Lobby disk drive computer, dot matrix printer, and modem. A modem? That's right. Dial up. Hello. Need a new way to work when you're on the road? Regis has over 1,100 professional business lounges. Access to meeting rooms with video conference studios. Private offices you can book by the hour or day. And a mobile app to find Regis locations. Regis is the new way to work. Call now and get two months free. Have you ever been frustrated when you go to the doctor and are asked to fill out forms over and over again? And you're asked for information that you don't remember, or you have to submit the same form to multiple organizations. And each time you are asked to fill out the same form by hand. What about filling out business or legal forms, all manually? Maybe you've spent a lot of time filling out a form, made sure that everything is correct, and oops, the person who re-entered the data into the computer system made several mistakes. Why couldn't you do it from home in advance, where you could find all of the necessary documents? Now you can at Formateer.com. The next time you need a form filled out, the information can be found right at your fingertips. If you're an individual, you may find some forms ready to use on Formateer.com. Or we may be able to create a custom form for you at a very low cost or no cost at all. If you're a small business, Formateer.com will be happy to create a set of forms or a complete data entry solution for your business needs. If you're a business that provides software, IT solutions, or both to another business, Formateer.com has a great solution for you as well. Our parent company, RenderX, provides software and solutions to a very diversified group, from individuals to Fortune 500 companies. Even the United States government budget is formatted with RenderX software. With Formateer.com, customers can fill out forms from their homes in advance when and where they have all the required information or they can edit information that has changed if they filled out the form previously no writing for them no data re-entry for you form filling solutions for businesses or individuals at formateer.com that's formateer.com is it time to expand and open offices in sao paulo and london a long-term lease will be like a short tight noose and furnishing those will be as much fun as a tax audit you guys always give me such great negative feedback. Fear and doubt holding you back? Now there's a new way to work to minimize risk. With Regis, you get fully equipped offices without a long-term lease, a receptionist, conference rooms, and over 1,100 locations around the world. Regis is the new way to work. Call now and get two months free. Are 
Are you among the 64% of Americans who believe our country is going in the wrong direction? If yes, then eVoiceAmerica.com is the political take action site we've all been waiting for. And it's really free. eVoice America provides your personal list of elected reps every time you log on. This makes it so easy to email your opinions and e-votes on top issues directly to each of our D.C. elected representatives. eVoice then publishes our e-vote majority percentages on top issues to each member of Congress and the media. Now, for the first time in history, we can know what millions of American citizens are telling Congress. No more gridlock. Join the new American majority using eVoiceAmerica.com, putting Americans in control of Congress. Visit eVoiceAmerica.com today. It's free and easy to use. That's eVoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Senator Mike Lee. Hi, this is Governor Scott Walker and the Don Smith Show, where it's okay to be a conservative. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a great Saturday so far. Again, hope you have a great Labor Day weekend as well. This is the weekend where, yeah, it's cool to have a barbecue. Oh, joining me now is the senior editor of PeoplesPlanetDaily.com. His name is Richard Barris. Hey, Rich, welcome back to the show. Hey, Don, thanks for having me back. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Good to have you here. And a lot of talk right now with what's going on in the polling, and uh, it's it's crazy. From day to day, you get one poll that Hillary's up by this, and the next day they're even. And tell us all, because I know you're on top of all this, where are we really at today in this election cycle when it comes to the polls? This past week, I was listening to you talk earlier, and, and you had it right. He had, he had a really good week. Donald Trump had a really good week. And uh, we saw him dip down. She had a lead for a while. Now we have him a little bit ahead, um, within plenty within the margin. But there's definitely movement, uh, particularly within the last three days. We interview every day, and those interviews uh, among independents, uh, his own party, they've started to firm up a little bit. And she's got uh, a, a base problem. We don't hear that narrative in the media, but she has a base problem as well. So this is really going to be about how, if, if he wants to win, how much can he expand his lead with independence and how much of his own party doesn't, uh, doesn't cross over. So right now uh, he's about two points ahead. I think other polls are starting to show that too. We've been a little bit ahead of them. Um, but uh, he, he's about two points ahead, and we'll see if he can hold it. He's bounced in the lead slightly uh, for maybe a day or two, but then lost it. Uh, so we'll just have to see. We'll see in the next couple of days whether or not this is firm, Don. You know, I think one of the things, one of the points you bring up that, that was a great point there, because we all hear about the the big spotlight, if you will, is put on the never Trump. So we've got the never Trump people out there and everybody's talking about the uh, hate and discontent within the GOP. And hey, there's some reality to that. But you talk about the never Hillary people, with our, which are her base people, which she is losing or never really got back back on board. A lot of them being maybe Bernie Sanders supporters. But this stuff can't be helping her with the emails and the, just the constant drip. So talk a little bit more about that uh, division that's within the, the left that we don't hear much about in the media. You there, Rich? And- 
he had a bigger uh, bounce, uh, and that's largely pound heads. But she did get upwards of five percent. So it's it's nationally that that's dynamic nationally, but in states where it's really going to matter, Don is going to be Michigan. Uh, Emerson College uh, was put to them last week. They're a great polling polling outfit, and they basically found the same thing that we found, which is you know, good sixteen seventy percent of Bernie Sanders voters are going to vote uh, for Donald Trump. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see that play out here. Now, let me ask you this: in the in the polling that you've got right now, and and where everything sits, does this does that does that capture his trip to Mexico? And if yes or no, how much of a difference do you think that made? Did that, did that show to me it was leadership? Do you think that resonates well, with the rest of the American voters? Well, we're a three day rolling average. After the conventions, we did move from it being a seven day to a three day because we wanted to capture. Uh, you know, more more uh, more swings in the electorate. Gallup, they used to do seven, then they went to five. They don't do it anymore at all. But we always thought that the three-day really captures late late movement that you really can't uh, find in other polls, especially seven-day trackers. So the last day of interviews was definitely substantially better for him. And what we've found from the beginning, Don, is that his challenge is really just to make the American people comfortable with him. So when they see him doing these trips, it does help him quite a great deal. Uh, This thing really – there's going to be some numbers. I don't want to give away, but there's going to be some numbers next week that are going to shock a lot of people. There are states um, that are are really going to upend the map, and all Donald Trump really – his biggest challenge is to make people comfortable. That includes suburban white women, which traditionally vote Democrat. There are also a large number of white of uh, black men, particularly 30 years and older, who are open to his message, but they need to feel comfortable with Donald Trump. And if he can do that, this thing can change really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I, I, absolutely true. Now, he's going to be making some stops in Philadelphia and Detroit, continuing his outreach to the African-Americans. I think this is brilliant, Rich. I mean, I think this is something that the GOP just doesn't do. I mean, they just write it off and they say, well, you know, we're just not going to get the vote. We're not going to get the Hispanic vote. We're not going to, you know, so they just walk away from it. I I think this is a brilliant strategy, and I think this pays dividends. What are your thoughts? Yeah, actually, this is something that I, I try to stress to a lot of people. When a Republican candidate, we call it the Rauner effect over here. We, we, we've been looking at it for a long time, but Bruce Rauner in Illinois was one of the, one of the most successful Republican candidates to do this. But also David Newness at race in Georgia in 2014, there are good models for this. And when Republican candidates do outreach to minority voters, specifically when they go into the inner cities and reach out to black, you know, black voters, African-Americans, they actually wind up increasing their numbers with white suburban voters that are affluent voters, higher educated, they make more money. That, that is a block that Donald Trump struggles in because he's fighting with a wing of his own party, which is hurting him. That, that is hurting him among those voters. The John Kasichs, um, you know, the Jeb Bushes, that stuff does take a toll even though it's not the end-all, be-all, but if they were behind him, it would go a long way for these voters, I think. Uh, or it, it would go on the margins, but that in this race is a long way. And um, we call it the Rauner effect. But the more on, the better his numbers will improve with those groups of people. And right now he's at 10% in our national tracking poll, which is already much better than Mitt Romney. So, uh, you know, if it is. It, it's a smart move if you can do it. 
you know, the Democrats are terrified he will do it. Uh, if he can do it, then, uh, like I said, this this could really change some things. He might not even need to win as large of a percentage as Mitt Romney if he can increase those numbers. George Bush, he won 19% in uh, Pennsylvania, which is why that state was so close in 2004. So if he and, – and Donald Trump, I think he knows that. He's starting to see that now. So – you know, he's got somebody who's great at the helm. She's advocated this for a long time. So if there's anybody that can help him do it, it's Kellyanne Conway. So uh, you know, we'll just I'll, I'll just keep an eye on it and see. But right now, he's it's it's working, Don. It's working. Yeah, I agree with that. And let me get into this a little bit because I think one of the things that we're going to hear uh, a lot more about going forward from this point on, there's going to be a lot of discussion about the key swing states. And I think that's going to be a, a big focus here going forward, especially when they look at the polling. Right now, we're, we look at a lot of general polling and things like that. What are, where is he at on some of these key swing states? And where do you think it's most crucial that he improve? Pennsylvania. I think this thing is I, – I mean, I could, I could be wrong, but this is something I've thought now for a few months. I really think Pennsylvania is probably going to swing this election. Virginia – and I think we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Virginia's closer than a lot of these polls uh, – these other public polls are showing, but she does have Tim Kaine there, and she does have the organization in Fairfax County who's going to make sure they have as many absentee ballots filled out as they probably need. Now, that's not saying he can't win that state. I'm just saying that the old Dominion is really the new Dominion now, and he needs to flip a big, a large state uh, from the Democratic column to the Republican column in order to win this thing. And I think that, that his best chance is in the Rust Belt. So Pennsylvania, he needs to park himself in that state. And Michigan, I know Emerson had it by five, and that's because of the disaffected Sanders voters. And if he can you know, improve his margins among those voters and black Americans, he's got a chance at these Rust Belt states. But I think ultimately it will come down to the Keystone State. Yeah, I think yeah that's absolutely. It. That's the case. Yeah, I think that's a big one, too. What, what, what about now Ohio? We always talk about Ohio because that's always a, a very important state. Um, how does he look right there in Ohio right now? He has, a, you know, I, I did see Monmouth polling. And, uh, you know, Ohio's partisan voting index is marginally more Republican than place like Wisconsin. So um, I am comparing some of these pollsters that I know and trust. And, uh, you know, if Wisconsin is three done, then Ohio is Trump one. I mean, that's just a, a, a small, tenuous lead there. It would be great if, uh, you know, for him, if he could get Kasich on board, I know that's probably not going to happen. Some of this get out the vote, he's lagged behind considerably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Polling, some of the other polling, uh, they don't believe that Trump voters are going to come out. So when I look into Monmouth University and other other polls like that, uh, they differ. Does voters coming out? So right now, there are some of those enthusiastic voters out. Are you? I think we're losing. Go ahead. I think we're losing, losing Richard here, but I highly recommend everybody check out peoplespunditdaily.com. Keep on top of the polling. This is going to be important as we get down here. And again, I think there's going to be a lot more focus on these key swing states. We'll be talking more about that. Of course, we'll have Richard back to talk about that as well. Richard, thanks so much for your time today. All right. Thanks. Have a great rest of the week. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. That's Richard Barrett, senior editor of peoplespunditdaily.com. This is the thing. This is, to, to even suggest 
that somehow it's problematic for Donald Trump to go to reach out to the African-American community, to reach out to Hispanics. Just think about the panic that must be going on again to a liberal. They own those votes. You heard the clip earlier of former President Bill Clinton saying the exact same things that Donald Trump says today. They were important to him once. Those were part of his values. That's what he believed in. Well, it was Bill Clinton, so who knows? But you know what I'm saying here. At the point that they decided that they were going to own that voting block, suddenly he changed. Suddenly, well, I don't know. Maybe we need amnesty. No, it's, it's good for the economy. I think that was one of the key things in what he had to say was the impact to the American worker. But now all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that Barack Obama will tell you right now that things are good, that illegal immigration actually is a help thing, helpful thing to our economy. Now we know better than that. We know that that's why, why incomes are depressed, why they're not growing. So again, the same party that complains about income inequality, that needs higher wages, living wages, right? The very thing that's depressing them, that's, that's fighting back against them, is their own open border policies, their own amnesty policies. This is not good for the American worker. I don't care how they try to spin it. They can spin it however they want. It is not good. The way to have with you again, go check out peoplespunditdaily.com get more information. Stay up with the polling, because I think this is going to be a big thing, and it's going to be a big thing when it comes down to getting accurate information. This is one of the things that the, the left is, is very good at this, is suppressing polling numbers, is making things look like, you know, don't even bother. Don't even bother going to the polls today, because it's over. It's all over. It was in, it's impossible for Donald Trump to win, but it isn't. And we see that day in and day out. Had some bad weeks there. He dropped down the polls. Look how quick he's bounced back. You've got Hillary, who's in hiding somewhere. I don't know, she's in a bunker somewhere. Maybe she's setting up a new server. I don't know. But there's something going on here. Why isn't she out there? <laughs> I think we understand why she's not talking to the media. But that's another story. She's got to deal with that. And this is going to continue to drain on her support. Again, yeah, there's never Trump. There's never Trump, and there's all this stuff going on out there. There's a lot of never Hillary people, too, I would say. The group is just as big. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But there's a thing here called, that I'm, I'm calling the Trump factor. Because it's very, very difficult to attack somebody. It's very difficult to accuse Donald Trump of hating black Americans when he's reaching out to them, when he's offering solutions. Very difficult to say he hates the Hispanic community when he's reaching out to them. He's offering solutions. And people say, well, yeah, he's, he's, he is not classifying all Hispanics as bad people. He's saying the exact same thing that former President Clinton said and former First Lady Hillary Clinton also said. She's talked several times over the years about the need for a wall about the need for protecting our borders, about the need for protecting the American workers. So it would be really nice to hear somebody in the media, if we still had an honest media, actually ask her those questions. At what point did this change? At what, no, no, no. That's right. My bad. Because liberals always evolve. Because it sounds better, right? They don't flip-flop. Only, Dem or only the Republicans 
flip-flop. They evolved. Barack Obama, gay marriage. Hillary Clinton, gay marriage. Same thing. But there's a factor in here where they're having a very, very difficult time. For the first time in, in every election that I've watched, they are having a hard time placing that racist label on Donald Trump. You guys ever hear this? Here's, here's just one example. This is Jesse Jackson. That's right. The Jesse Jackson a few years ago talking about Donald Trump. I do want to express thanks to you, Donald Trump, for being with us tonight. Uh, we need your building skills, uh, your uh, gusto, um, your rent packets for people on Wall Street who represent diversity. And uh, we thank you for coming tonight. Let's give Donald Trump a big hand. <laughs> Now, it's pretty difficult, even for someone like Jesse Jackson, to come out and now call Donald Trump a racist. Which one is it? Is he your friend, or is he a racist? This is why you're not hearing from some of these, from the race-baiting crowd, the ones that usually are front-line, they're usually front and center in this argument that the GOP guys are racist, because all Republicans are racist. Even black Republicans, right? You know how it works. So here you've got Jesse Jackson praising Donald Trump. But here's the key thing. Why is he praising him? He's praising him because he was helping the African-American community. He was helping Jesse Jackson's organization. He was working with them to create jobs. Boy, what an evil racist he must be. I thought this was really interesting. You heard last week, right? Dwayne Wade, uh, cousin that was killed, crossfire, just from the gang-related activity, from the violence in Chicago. At the same time, the liberal media was attacking Donald Trump, saying, don't tell us our schools are bad. Don't tell us we have any problems in our community. This happened. So he tweets out, and he says, hey, guess what? Now everyone is talking about it. So, of course, the media, they bring in, and Dwayne Wade has some very liberal views, which is fine. It's America. He can have those. But they expected Dwayne Wade to trash Donald Trump because they created this false narrative that there was this huge outrage because Donald Trump had the audacity to talk about this case. So they sit down with Dwayne Wade, and here's how that went. Not so good. Well, it was kind of conflicted. You know, it's like on one end, um, your cousin's death is is used as a as a ploy for a political gain. On the other end, it's a national story. It goes back to that for me. I want eyes on the city. So there you have it. He didn't play the way they thought he would. They thought he would come out and just trash it. They need to create stories about Donald Trump because their candidate is having so many issues right now, and they just can't do it. They just can't break the American people, even on the left, away from the story of Hillary Clinton. So, I, again, I call this the Trump factor. One of the things that, that needs to come out in this, because there's a lot of talk, with, especially within the Hispanic community, and one of the things that always get thrown at me from, from people who say, oh, the, 
uh, Mexicans that move to America don't, they're treated poorly. They're not treated as good as the American people, which first of all, yeah, if you're illegally here, you might not get treated as good as somebody who's legally here. Because again, it comes down to that legal versus illegal. So I had a discussion uh, this week with a, uh, he's an educator in Mexico and he was a nice guy. It was a, it was a nice exchange. But he continued to, exist, to insist that the, the American people, if they were to illegally enter Mexico, would be treated just like anybody else. Because it, it, everything's equally fair for everybody in Mexico. He referred me to the Constitution. Article 1, first thing in their Constitution. And here's what it says. Every person in the United Mexican States shall enjoy the guarantees granted by this Constitution which cannot be restricted or suspended, except in such cases and under such conditions as are herein provided. Now, this is the article that they constantly tell you is, this is proof. That you could walk across their border, they'd be perfectly cool with you being there, and they'll treat you just like anybody else. See, the problem is, is I'm one of those, I don't know, strange people that like, just doesn't read Article 1 I kind of try to read, like, I don't know, all of them. So here's what I found, because this is the thing. It is not all the same for everyone. It is not, if you, if you are not a Mexican citizen, you do not just automatically get in and they go, oh, you're just as cool as anybody else. No, that's not how it works. Here is Article 32 of the Mexican Constitution. I think this will clear things up. Oh, by the way. My conversation with the Mexican educator ended after I shared this. Mexicans shall have priority over foreigners. Folks, that is, that is Article 32. But I was being told that, no, it's all the same. Everybody gets treated the same here. No, they don't. Mexicans shall have priority over foreigners. Now, here is the key part of that. As it should be. As it should be. American citizens, because this is really the argument, American citizens should have priority over foreigners. Now, by foreigners, we're talking people illegally here. If you're here legally, yes, you are an American citizen and you should have the equal rights. So don't tell me it's roses and sunshine down there. They'll throw you out fast, so fast your head will spin. One of the things right in their constitution, if you read, I'm not going to read the whole Mexican constitution, but if you read through it, you have to stay employed and show proof that you're gainfully employed, that you can pay all your bills. And Do you know of anywhere in America where somebody goes around and questions that of illegal aliens? I don't. But you can't even be there illegally. I don't care what Article 1 says. Article 1 is shot down by almost every other article in this constitution. So let's knock off the everything's roses and sunshine here. It's not. Okay, there's no unicorns running around. It's a whole different world down there. We've got the Trump factor here, and I think, that, I think it's a key factor. I think uh, you're going to hear more of this. You've got people like Shaquille O'Neal, Dennis Rodman. Now, not that I go to Dennis Rodman for political advice, but they can't get these people to say anything bad about Donald Trump. Shaquille O'Neal said he's... He's a straight talker. You may not like the way he talks, but you can believe him. When he says it, he means it. Dwayne Wade. They wanted Dwayne Wade to rip into Trump. 
for making it a political game. And it's politics. Everything in politics is a political game. That's why it's politics. I know that's very confusing for most of you, but (laughs) just kidding. Quick commercial break. We'll be back with Academy Award winning actor, John Voight. Have you ever been frustrated when you go to the doctor and are asked to fill out forms over and over again? And you're asked for information that you don't remember, or you have to submit the same form to multiple organizations. And each time you are asked to fill out the same form by hand. What about filling out business or legal forms all manually? Maybe you've spent a lot of time filling out a form, made sure that everything is correct, and oops, the person who re-entered the data into the computer system made several mistakes. Why couldn't you do it from home in advance, where you could find all of the necessary documents? Now you can at formateer.com. The next time you need a form filled out, the information can be found right at your fingertips. If you're an individual, you may find some forms ready to use on formateer.com, or we may be able to create a custom form for you at a very low cost or no cost at all. If you're a small business, formateer.com will be happy to create a set of forms or a complete data entry solution for your business needs. If you're a business that provides software, IT solutions, or both to another business, formateer.com has a great solution for you as well. Our parent company, RenderX, provides software and solutions to a very diversified group, from individuals to Fortune 500 companies. Even the United States government budget is formatted with RenderX software. With Formateer.com, customers can fill out forms from their homes in advance when and where they have all the required information, or they can edit information that has changed if they filled out the form previously. No writing for them, no data re-entry for you. Form-filling solutions for businesses or individuals at Formateer.com. That's Formateer.com. Is it time to expand and open offices in Sao Paulo and London? A long-term lease will be like a short, tight noose. And furnishing those will be as much fun as a tax audit. You guys always give me such great negative feedback. Fear and doubt holding you back? Now there's a new way to work to minimize risk. With Regis, you get fully equipped offices without a long-term lease, a receptionist, conference rooms, and over 1,100 locations around the world. Regis is the new way to work. Call now and get two months free. Been looking for an online gathering place? You know, a familiar screen does everything you're used to, except give you grief for being a conservative? You've got to try the Tea Party community. At TPC, you'll know how everything works from the very first minute, and you'll probably find a lot of friends who are already there. Organize, communicate, share ideas, upcoming events, pictures, and videos. The Tea Party community connects and empowers like-minded, politically conservative people. Like you, sign up today at teapartycommunity.com. Wouldn't it be nice if there was an easier, less expensive option than a traditional lawyer? At LegalZoom, you get personalized services for your family and your business that's 100% guaranteed. So go to LegalZoom.com today for personalized, affordable legal protection. Are you among the 64% of Americans who believe our country is going in the wrong direction? If yes then eVoiceAmerica.com is the political take action site we've all been waiting for. And it's really free. eVoice America provides your personal list of elected reps every time you log on. This makes it so easy to email your opinions and eVotes on top issues directly to each of our DC elected representatives. eVoice then publishes our eVote majority percentages on top issues to each member of Congress and the media. 
Now, for the first time in history, we can know what millions of American citizens are telling Congress. No more gridlock. Join the new American majority using eVoiceAmerica.com, putting Americans in control of Congress. Visit eVoiceAmerica.com today. It's free and easy to use. That's eVoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Ted Nugent. I'm on the Don Smith Radio Show, where it's okay to be a real conservative. One of the things I think things I think is really important in this election is we've got, again we're talking a lot about the never Trump people people that are uh, they're going to stop the GOP the Republicans could possibly stop the Republicans from winning which I think if if you're not even thinking of the Supreme Court you should because that's important it's one thing to outlive eight years of Barack Obama in the White House or four or eight of Hillary. It's a completely another thing to outlive the SCOTUS. So, I don't know, I would ask everybody to take a look at that. So one of the reasons this interview that I'm going to play for you right now was done at the RNC. It's exactly four years old this week. Here's the key thing. We had people there, somebody like John Voight, Academy Award winning actor. And we're losing that presence in Hollywood. There, there's some great conservatives in Hollywood today, but a whole lot less than there was back in the heyday of someone like John Voight. But with someone like John Voight, he comes out and he is going to support the GOP nominee. Now, granted, if Satan became, he probably wouldn't. But you don't have to agree with everything that candidate does. I have yet to have a candidate that I agree with everything they do. But this is about the future of our country. So John Voight, this time also, out supporting the nominee, Donald Trump. He supported John McCain. He supported Mitt Romney, which was what we talked about here in this interview. Now, this is an interview I've never replayed just because, obviously, a month later, Mitt Romney uh, lost. So, yeah, it was kind of, I don't know, bad memories a little bit of the RNC at this point. So I'm actually curious to hear this as well. But my main point with this interview is support your party, I mean, I understand that the vote your conscience and the be principled and all those things are important. Yes. But I don't think anything right now is more important than the future of this country when it comes to Supreme Court justices. We've already got one seat open, and there's going to be, in the next four years, I think there's going to be two or three, possibly, seats that will be up. If that thing ends up all liberal, folks, you can kiss your Second Amendment goodbye. Because we're one Supreme Court justice away from that right now. So here was my sit-down with John Voigt in 2012 at the RNC. Well, I'm very pleased to have with me Mr. John Voigt. And I'd like to know, Mr. Voigt, what do you think is the most important aspect of this election? The most important aspect of this election? Well, of course, the most important aspect of this election is to get the country back on track. 
And in order to do that, you first of all have to know that it's way, way, way off track. <clears throat> we're not only, we're facing, uh, you know, crises in every way. We've been weakened in our military. This is in the last three, three and a half years. In our uh, politics, weakened in, in uh, our economics. So we're really in a very bad way right now. Right. And uh, there are, there's a party that is addressing that and there's a party that's not addressing it. It's as simple as that. So we have to have someone who will step up and people who are capable of not only recognizing the problem, but addressing the problem and solving the problem. And those people are Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan. They are people who fix things. Uh, and so uh, that's why I'm here. I'm here because I want to give every support I can. And for those people who are in question as to who is who, they should see 2016 the movie and get some education and maybe it'll open their eyes. Very, very important movie, very well done. Really, really well done. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, if, and, bring, and I would say go out there and look at this movie and bring people who are, uh, you know, you may be on the fence or, you know, everyone should go. Listen, we're all Americans here. We've got to know what the stakes are. And the stakes are America's continuance. That's the stakes for our children and grandchildren. Exactly. I, I think one of the great things, you, you're talking about the documentary 2016. One of the great things is that there's so many facts. It's just filled with facts. And it's not such a, just an in-your-face. Well, it's your, not a polemic at all. Exactly. Exactly. It's just filled with facts. And, but I think the big thing about that is there's a lot of Americans the audience, that don't know these facts. The audience makes it. You know, adds up the thing, and you can make your decision. Exactly. At least you should know the facts. Exactly. If I could, let me ask you: What do you think the addition of Paul Ryan as the VP candidate? What do you think that does for well, Mitt Romney? I think it and made a very strong statement. Uh, Mitt, Mitt Romney is, uh, by the way, he's a tremendous guy. He's as great as we are. So fortunate when I when I saw this team and people, you know, sometimes the Conservatives are listening to the media that they should, the propaganda that the left is feeding people. And they start saying things, well, it's not a great group of people, we don't have a great, and Mitt Romney's, they can't quite relate. It's all baloney. This is left wing propaganda that's trying to tell you this terrific guy. They, and, and they have a great deal of difficulty finding any way to attack him because he's, his armor is so tight. I mean, he's a terrific person in every way. So what do they do? They invent another Mitt Romney. They tell you this guy's, you know, stiff, that he can't relate to people. He's <clears throat> whatever they want to try to do to create an image of a person who is not, uh, who is not the great Mitt Romney that we know. Exactly. I know, I've met him several times, he's a man of, he's, a, he's an honorable man. He's a man who's a lot of fun. He's a man who's continuously creative. And what is, he, what is he good at doing? He's good at doing a lot of things, by the way. But what he's great at doing is being given a big problem and solving it. That's what he has done in his life. He has a big problem of, of an Olympics that would have gone completely sour. There were uh, $3 million in the hole. There was corruption. There was waste. And uh, they hadn't, there was no organization. He took it over. He straightened it out. And they wound up with a hundred with a uh, $100 million excess exactly. surplus. And that excess is taking care of our Olympic athletes right now. 
you know, who exactly. are training. The training facilities and stuff like that are being taken care of by, by the, the interest from that $100 million. Exactly. So he, he's a guy who fixes things. Now, okay, let me give you an example. <clears throat> the people don't know. There's, a, there's many, many, many stories about Mitt Romney. It's like, it's like I'm listening to stories about George Washington or something like that. Right. The stories, they're, you know, the legend of Mitt Romney. Well, here's a guy who uh, was running Bain Capital in Boston, and one of his partners, he made everybody partners, by the way. They're all became, there were 30 partners he had, exactly. right? Yeah. He's a generous guy. And a lot of people don't talk about that. He wants everybody to succeed, you know, and he yeah. wants to help everybody who's around him. So this, this fellow's daughter was in New York City, and she went out and said she was going one place. She went to another. She went missing. And his name is Robert Day. Robert Gay. Okay. And uh, and he was one of the partners, Mitt Romney. She went missing for three days. This guy called Mitt Romney and he told him, he said, my daughter's missing. And he said, where? He said, New York City. He said, give me the details. So Bob wrote it down. He said, we're closing down Bay Capital. We're coming to, we're going to bring everybody to New York. And they took a Marriott outside of LaGuardia Airport, set up a war room, got in touch with the police, got in touch with the stations, you know, media stations, got in touch with the, uh, the people who were uh, their clients. They got everybody on the move. They had people out there with briefcases and ties on, talking to kids and showing their photographs. They had 27,000 or something like that. I don't know, 200,000 pictures made, and they had them all over the place. And the result of that was on the news, and, and they, then the news station got a call from somebody in in New Jersey, a boy in New Jersey, a young man in New Jersey, and he asked if there was a reward, and then he got off the phone, but the police traced it, and they found the girl in the basement in New Jersey. Now, it's, it's, and, and when Robert Day says, of course, Robert Gay says, of course, you know, I, I'll never forget this, this was, of course, yeah. saved his daughter, right? Yeah. And, and uh, who knows that she might not have turned up anyway, or been around, but, the idea is, he, look what he did. He put the company aside. The heck with the company. Money's not important. There's a child out there. So, you understand who he is. You know, what his priorities are. And, when, and Robert Gay talks about it. He says, he says, but you know, he says, he didn't, he, he did, that's just mix. That's what he does. That's how he's geared. If he sees the problem, he's going to solve it. So, that's what we got. We had a broken country right now. We're in trouble, man. We're going over the falls. If we do, and if we we go, everybody goes, fellas. Absolutely. Everybody goes. I th- I th- so the stakes are high, and we only have a short window of time. Let's yes. get Mitt Romney in, and let's start the machine. Excellent. Let's get this machine going. I, I think the key that you hit on there is leadership, and I think that's what that's the biggest thing that we need right now, and that's the best thing that Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan will bring to this country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's a great story, though, by the way. And I, I think if you contrast that with, you talk about, we're talking about the documentary 2016. Here you've got George Obama, Barack Obama's half-brother, needs money for his ill son. Who does he call? The maker of 2016. Because right. he can't even get a hold of Barack Obama. And I think that, that says a lot. It's a huge contrast exactly to right. what you just talked about. So, agree with you. Mr. Voigt, I want to thank you for your time, for your outspokenness, because I know it can be difficult in your line of work. And I want to appreciate, I want to thank you also for sitting down and talking with me on the Don Smith Show. Thank okay, you so great. much, sir. Great, Don. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you, too. 
Hey, game. All right. That was my sit down with actor John Voight. You know, just think about the reason I wanted to play that, because I remember some portions of it. And I remember that it was the same message. Because at that time, it was Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney was no good. And there was all these reasons. He wasn't conservative enough. He wasn't. This is the second opportunity in a row, second election cycle in a row, where we have a chance to put somebody in office who understands business. And I I get this all the time. Well, Donald Trump, bankruptcies, this. Folks, the guy's a very, very successful businessman. He's done a lot of things. Go look on their site. Look at the property holdings they have. You don't see the guy flying around on a Cessna, do you? So with all this talk about how he's not really successful and we got to see his taxes, I want to see his taxes, knock it off. And I want to make this point, because the one thing that is different this time is you heard John Voight talk about the propaganda put out there by the liberal media. This time it's being fed from the right as well. Go to The Blaze. Go to Glenn Beck's site. Go to Mark Levin. Listen to his show. Go to, NR, go to National Review online. Go to Red State. Holy crap. Red State makes Mother Jones look like a <laughs> very accurate news source. This is coming from the right. We always find a way. You've got the worst candidate on the left that they've ever had. The most dishonest. The most untrustworthy. She can't tell you what she had for breakfast without lying. And we're shooting ourselves in the foot. We do the circular firing squad every single time. So it's one thing. To have, it's your vote. Vote, vote your conscience. I, I'm, I'm all for all that. It's your vote. Nobody should take your vote or bully you into voting for somebody you don't want to vote for. But it's the media putting the propaganda out there. I, t- I talked about how the left is, is just outraged that he's reaching out to the African-American community. He's reaching out to the Hispanic community. It's not just the left media anymore. It's all those other publications that I just mentioned. They're doing it as well. The big talk after he got back again was, well, he didn't negotiate the price of the wall. He said he didn't negotiate the price of the wall, but the Mexican president said he did. And they just took it at face value. So Donald Trump was a liar because the Mexican president said he told me he wasn't going to pay for the wall. He's not in any position to negotiate payment for a wall. Just imagine the stories you would have seen had he come back and said, yep, they agreed to pay for the wall. The outrage would be incredible. But that's the way things are right now. That's the insanity that we're dealing with. You've got all these fact-checkers out there, right? You've got all, everybody's fact-checking and putting out Pinocchios, and it's all propaganda. Let me just go back to this, because last week we talked about this. We talked about the EpiPen. The price was raised from $5 to over $300. Pretty big increase. This is a major contributor to the Clinton Foundation, they've been to this woman has been to events. I'm talking about the CEO of Mylan, the manufacturer of the pen, the one who decided that the price was going to go up to what it went up to. Instantly, you had all these big fact-checking organizations. Oh, this is what people go to now. There's a lot of positives about the new media, about uh, about the internet, about the, the different ways that you can get your news. There's a lot of bad things about it too. 
because some people merely go to these fact-checking sites to find out if it's true or not. So let me just give you an example, because one of the biggest fact-checkers out there, which, which is one of the biggest pieces of propaganda you'll find on the Internet, is Snopes.com. Right? That's where people ask a question, and they come back and say, no, that's mostly true, it's mostly false. It's mo-. They decide whether it's reality or not. So there's a picture circulating around right now. It says, hi, I'm Heather Dresch, CEO of the company that makes EpiPens. I raised the price from 5 bucks to over $300. Oh, yeah, I'm also a huge Clinton Foundation donor. So the writer, in this case, Bethania Palma, she's a fact checker. This is her job. Her job is to check facts and let you know whether they're true or not. So let's see what she says. Claim, Mylan CEO Heather Bresch donated a large sum of money to the Clinton Foundation. Big red letters, mostly false. What's true? The Mylan Pharmaceutical Company donated money to the Clinton Foundation, according to the organization's website. What's false? Mylan CEO Heather Brush is not personally listed as a donor to the Clinton Foundation. So what, what you're supposed to believe here, because this has been rated mostly false, you're supposed to believe that the CEO, Heather Brush, because she didn't personally give the money, apparently she had no input as the CEO of the company. She had no input on the company giving huge sums of money, which is a quarter of a million dollars, by the way. Amazing. The article goes on to continually tell you how why it's false and go into a little bit about Donald Trump because Donald Trump has something somehow to do with this. Folks, (laughs) this is what they do. But again, add in the element that is coming from the right as well. Not good. Not good at all. So that's why we talk about the things like getting veterans involved in the fight. That's That's why we played that interview. That was four years ago. Same divide, same people saying, oh, I, I Mitt Romney. I had somebody tell me, a conservative, tell me four years ago that the difference between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama was the difference of going off a cliff at 90 miles an hour versus 100 miles an hour. I don't think that, I don't know, it just didn't compute for me. So at some point here, we've got to come together. Now Donald Trump's got to play his part too. He's got to continue to show us the art of the deal. Show us the art of the deal as you're going into these communities in, in Detroit, in Philadelphia. Give people a solution because it's pretty hard to demonize you. Now, they will. They still will. They'll say, well, he doesn't have any specifics. He's, he's just pandering because, of course, Hillary Clinton with her hot sauce, that wasn't pandering at all. He's just pandering to people. No, he's giving very specific details. Immigration. He gave a 10-point policy. Oh, yeah, but there were no, how is any of this stuff going to happen? All Hillary Clinton says is we've got to protect people. We can't rip families apart. That's not a plan. That's not a plan at all. Those are just slogans. Those are bumper stickers. Can't break up the families. Nobody wants to break up families. Think of the insanity of this. Because the left will have you believe. They they like to use that. They're going to rip apart families and all these kind of things. Because the children are American citizens. They were born here. They're American citizens. You would have to believe that the Republican plan would be to just come in and just remove the parents and leave little babies sitting in baby strollers all by themselves. If 
if they're going to deport the mom and dad, wouldn't it like be automatic that you would take your children with you? Who's that on? If they don't, if the family actually gets broken, broken up, who is that on? They say, well, the children came here through no fault of their own, but they never tell you whose fault it is. See, I kind of believe in personal responsibility. I believe that these children were born here, yes, they were brought here illegally, no fault of their own. Somebody is at fault. Like, I don't know, let's say the parents, maybe, that illegally entered the country with the plan of having a child in America so they could stay. Thus the term anchor baby, which drives everybody absolutely nuts. But this is the thing. This is is that whole reverse victimization thing. This is what we've come to as a society. Is the real victims are not the real victims anymore. The perpetrators now in this society are the victims. Let me give you one example. Short one here. Former subway pitchman on sex abuse suit. Subway's former pitchman imprisoned for child pornography and sex abuse argued in a Thursday court filing that the parents of one of his female victims are to blame for what he describes as her destructive behaviors. We're talking about this Jared Fogel guy, right? The freak, the guy that lost all the weight, and then we find out he's a freak. He's a pervert. He's a child molester. He's into child porn. But who... He actually describes her behavior as destructive. They filmed this little girl for their own pleasure. But who's really got the problem here? Jared? No, not at all. It's the parents of this little girl. Jared Fogel's motion filed in U.S. District Court in Indianapolis also argues that the parents may be responsible for the girl's injuries alleged in a civil lawsuit against him. Folks, this is where we're going as a society. The victim was a subject in some of the child pornography in Fogel's criminal case and filed a lawsuit against him in March. It seeks monetary damages for, among other things, personal injury and emotional distress. Fogel's filing alleges the parents fought and abused alcohol in front of her. It argues that that's among the causes of her distress and contends the parents may be liable for some or all of her claims filed against Fogel. He does not consider himself a perpetrator. But why should he? Why should he? We've got a society that says this is okay. We've got a chi- we have a society right now that is fighting to end the term pedophile. You know why? Because it offends pedophiles. And who knows? We certainly, absolutely do not want to offend pedophiles, do we? Yeah, you see, I think we do. I think I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm kind of okay with that. This the Milan CEO thing, that's false. It, if they wanted to, the media would come out and support Jared Vogel here. Now, in this case, they won't. Not yet, but we're going down that road. I think the victim here, it's pretty clear, and I think the victim is probably do something out of this whole thing. Don't you? But not Jared. He wants to go after the parents. He wants to make them the bad guy. He wants to make them the abusive ones because they drank a lot of alcohol in front of the child, which certainly isn't nearly as detrimental to her emotional state as it is filming her naked. 
That should be perfectly acceptable. Minor attracted, that's the term they want to use. Minor attracted. Because through no fault of their own, it's always through no fault of their own. We've got a president who talks about legitimate grievances. ISIS has legitimate grievances against Christians. Um, like what? Because they're not Muslim. That's not a legitimate grievance. When did this become a legitimate grievance? Yet, if you have a problem with people strapping bombs to themselves and blowing people up in large numbers, you're an Islamophobe. You don't have a legitimate grievance. Only the ones with the bombs strapped to themselves have a legitimate grievance. You see how this works? It's like insane. This is not going to end well. This isn't just about turning around our economy. This isn't just about improving our national security. This isn't just about all these other issues we're talking about. This is our society as a whole. This is about where do we end up. You know, even if you're not, somebody, a person of faith, or somebody who believes in religion, tell me, what is wrong with having a, a set of tenets to live by? What is possibly wrong with trying to be a good person? Now, we are, people don't always achieve that. But I think maybe it's okay that these are goals. Maybe the Ten Commandments isn't really such a bad thing. But we're told, we're told that, that this religion is the religion of peace. Every single time. We've got a story almost every single day. People get murdered. But it's a religion of peace. And you have the problem if you have a problem with this. No, I think the ones doing the violence, doing the beheadings, burning people alive, I think they have the problem. And I don't believe for one second that they have legitimate grievances. Sorry, just don't believe it. So here's what I want you all to do, because this is what I do. A lot of media out there, and I've got to read all this stuff. I've got to read some red state stuff just to see what they're talking about. But one thing that I do is I properly file all these things, all this garbage from the media. When I'm done reading them, I properly file them, and here's how I do that. That pretty much takes care of the problem. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Again, I hope you have a very safe and happy Labor Day weekend. Enjoy it. Uh, we're back to getting some of that rain, but it's the tail end of this hurricane, so I think we'll be all right here and yeah, get through today, and I think we'll be good. So if you're in the path of it, uh, be safe. Uh, hopefully it, it doesn't impact your area. Maybe you get the same as we got here, which really wasn't too much. So I hope you all have a great weekend. Great to have the John Voight interview on here. I want to thank Roman Kagerliski for coming on. And, of course, my good friend, Mr. Rich Barris, the editor of peoplespunditdaily.com. Stay on this stuff. Stay informed. If you want to polls, go there. And if you want to get involved as a veteran or you know a veteran and you want them involved, go to vetsinthefight.com. Time's running short. We're about a month away from that. So love to see everybody there. Uh, it's the 10th and the 11th of October, and looking forward to seeing you all there. Everybody, have a safe and happy weekend. We'll see you back here next week at noon Eastern time for a brand new Don Smith show.